whistle is blowing, and that signals another episode of the Entrepreneur's Locker Room Chat with a Champion. Your host, Steve Brosman, a former national track champion, multi-Amazon best-selling author, and successful entrepreneur interviews leaders in their field to give you the tips, shortcuts, and strategies to help you change the game you play. And now your host, Steve Brosman. Well, there goes the whistle and welcome again to the Entrepreneur's Locker Room Chat with the Champion. It's interesting today because not only are we chatting with a champion in her own right, but she's chatting with it, or we're actually chatting with a champion that creates champions. So we do have Scarlett, aka Mrs. V Vespa. Welcome along. Thank you. Great to be here. Okay. Now, it's, uh, it's brilliant and quite interesting that you actually are called a human brand futurist. Tell me about that, and then we'll get into a little bit of your background, which is uh, extremely impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Well, a human brand futurist, which I often get asked, <laughs> is I'm a brand expert, but I focus on the future and my clients in their future and actually the response to what that future and being sustainable is all about owning your own humanity. And I think that's what's really exciting. It's like I help people see that their humanity is going to be the key to their success in their future. So that's what that means. <laughs> Sensational. Now let's turn the clock back and tell everybody where you've come from and, and why you've ended up in this place here because you have had an extensive background. Uh, 20, 30 years in advertising, communication. You've worked with some of the biggest names out there, Disney, David Jones, Sanitarium, Toyota, Westpac, and primarily, uh, let me get the title right, we're Head of Communications at the Commonwealth Bank or the Head of Broadcast at the Commonwealth Head of Broadcast, so um, running all that, which was a big job. Favourite job, though. I had a great time, um, which was unexpected. But, yeah, I've uh, had a big big life so my starting out point was really that I didn't uh, <laughs> I didn't finish school so I went oh this is so exciting to be out there and I went straight into film I landed there unexpectedly and I got into film and tv for about eight years traveled the world worked for Disney on that point um, worked with some great actors came back and then realised that my life blinked and really I need to do something that involves the world because the things about film is that you honestly you can just a bomb could go off over here and you wouldn't know you're in this kind of bubble. So I came and I thought, oh ads, ads are great, they pay a lot better. So I got into <laughs> advertising and well they didn't that day. And I got into advertising and I was one of the first female directors and that was really exciting because, well, funny enough, I was a producer first and I remember after I had a baby and I thought that if I can have a baby, I can definitely direct a TV ad because they having a, creating a child <laughs> is the most creative thing you can do. So I thought, why not? I'm, 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 I'm stretching to draw the parallel there, but it, it must have sounded good at the time. <laughs> well, it was. It was that funny thing is when you have a baby, you know, and it was such a big change. Is you kind of have a confidence to do stuff that you would normally do. And I thought, well, yeah, I can do this. I'm creative. I can do it. Anyway, so I became one of the first three female directors, and I worked on many ad campaigns, and it was an amazing part of my life. I then became a single mother. I got divorced and found it really tricky. So I was offered which I thought was going to be a kind of a non-creative role as head of broadcast for the Commonwealth Bank, and begrudgingly took it, actually, and it ended up being one of the happiest times of my life. I, I really enjoyed it. I had a great team. I got to be very creative, run the internal and external, 
comms part and and be as a female in kind of that world, I was really embraced. And I have to say, they taught, they, you know, they, it was an amazing time. After then, I realised it was, I lost the position because it was taken over by another big agency and that was a very boys club, to be honest. So I got out of there really fast. And, um, yeah, so then I started running my own production companies and I then had set up a big agency and realised I should be doing something else. So um, what happened was, well, funnily enough, you know, I'm into seeing a few psychics and clairvoyants and it was one of those things where she said, um, you should be in front of the camera. I'd been the director behind the camera for so long. So I was like, no, that doesn't make sense. I'm all about making other people look good. And said, no, no, you're meant to be in front of camera. So I spent the next year working out some scissor wheels, went to Warner Brothers, went to Car, went to America. Amazing time. Came back, lost everything. Uh, It was a bad business deal, just my naivety. And during that time too as well, it was really weird for me. I had no work and I always work. And so that kind of brought me into the branding. I started working out what it meant to be online, what was happening out there. I had to build it all myself. And suddenly people started going, oh, can you do mine? Can you help me with me? Oh, my God, you've done really well. Then all my video directing work started coming in. And so hence I've really embraced that part and I love it where I take entrepreneurs and small businesses through that process, really getting to see what their issues are and their blocks and then bringing that to life online for them. You're absolutely singing the same song because both Pam and I are just push, push, push on. You've got to create your personal brand. I I title it Authority Factor. Pam works with women in getting their authority and their their story, their message out through books. So, But the interesting thing that you do and take it one step further, and and we're talking off camera about this, is you work very heavily on their personal brand but also on their personal development as, as they're going through and really uncover the personality, potential blockages, and how through the process of creating their brand, you could get them to accelerate themselves in their business through that. Can you explain how you've merged all that together? Well, I've always had a, a big love for personal development. I've asked the question why, probably from the age of six. Uh, why is this happening? What are we doing? You know, and I've always been fascinated. So I've done every course. Um, you know, I had a very intellectual family, very academic family, and I was not an academic, but I had a, a deep um kind of yearning to understand how the mind worked. And I, I actually went away and studied Buddhism for a long time and now do shaman side because I, I'm interested in the mind and how the emotions work and what happens. Now, what is happening at the moment is artificial intelligence, AI, is so big and it's grown, technology is growing exponentially. Um, and for us as humans, we're actually a bit behind. And that's kind of scary because... What, what it means is, for example, in the next 15 years, 40% or nearly 50% now, I think they say, is we're going to be going from full-time employment to being out of a job. So we're going to have a lot of people that are suffering from that. And if you're not together on your own personal development, it's going to really impact you. And I, I have a bit of a running joke about why there are so many coaches everywhere, you know, because I get so many coaches getting, you know, can you help me with my brand? I'm thinking, where are all these coaches coming from? But the thing is I got to realise that we really will need coaches desperately on every level because 
people are going to be in this place that they're going, who am I? Like especially if you're over 40, 50, oh, my God, how am I going to get a job? I'm not tech savvy. It's actually the other way around. Your experience now is your big gold. And so what I help people understand is if they can really see their own self-worth and their value, that will resonate out there in whatever they're creating. So when I work with someone, it's really important that firstly, they get to see their value and who they are. And I know you'd probably do that, of course, with your authority, but I like to go that bit of deeper to kind of go, it's a little bit like coaching on that development self because I'm able to see people's blocks. And so when you identify that block, and one of the processes I take them through is I call it the shadow self, which is the parts that we don't like, and that's actually our gold. You know, if you look at uh, Facebook, uh, Zuckerberg, he never was accepted into a, a club. So guess what he created? <laughs> club in the world. And that came from something that was he saw as a negative part about himself that it drove him. So sometimes when we have challenges that show up in our lives, they are our key to opening this shadow self that we don't like. And so when we own all parts of ourselves, we not only feel more confident, we're not swayed by people saying things so much, we get to, to kind of own all those parts of the self um, and we're able to see that perhaps there is a bit of gold in there. So that's what I work with people and their clients on, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Now, you run um, quite a number of women's events and you've got one that's pretty well happening now as, as this is um, getting produced and going to air. Yeah. Um, it's Mrs V Shift. Can you tell us about that? Because the, re- the reviews from last year's look absolutely phenomenal and this year's going to be even bigger. Yeah, it was a transformational day and I had a vision. Um, it's so funny for me who's meant to be thinking about marketing. I had no call to action on it at all. I just knew that this day was going to change people's lives. What it is is about having authentic conversations and creating a, a space that was really transformational in a different way. It's hard to actually explain, but how one of the talks I take people through is the seven chakras. And what I believe is that you can't separate parts of our life. Like we have the base chakra, which is all about business and finance, and then we have the, you know, the tummy area, which is all about health and well-being, solar plexus, career, heart is relationships. Then, you know, our throat chakra is all about self-expression, your marketing, here is your visioning, and then this is community and network. So when one of these areas are out of balance, everything gets thrown out, especially our finance and our um you know, that base chakra area, throws everything out. So what the day is about is really talking about all those parts and bringing to life and activating the thought patterns that come up and talking about it, allowing it to release and for people to have an experience. So really they have an experience, you will take some learnings away, but it kind of opened everyone's mind up to allowing different areas to show up for healing. Because what happens is we might have everything going really well at home, but our work's terrible. And we go, that's okay. There's always one part that's down. But it's actually not like that. It's about honouring all the parts of our life and kind of bringing it into alignment. So I think that's really what happens on the day. Yeah, yeah. Look, again, your words are 
different but very similar because the entrepreneur's locker room, which is why people are here, yeah. and dare I call it a holistic approach because I'm using the sporting analogies, yeah. but it is a holistic approach and the things that I'm pushing very hard are the four Bs, which is brain, body, brand and business. Now, first of all, the, the brain is all about your mindset and getting yourself right and the body is all about you know, having yourself in the best physical and, you know, productive condition that you could possibly be brand is hey listen we're both on the same page there and yeah. then oh by the way yeah let's grow your business whereas most people and many people that potentially come to you thinking hey listen I need some branding see I need to grow my business and you take them through the process well uh, why don't we grow you first and then everything else will follow so even yeah. though we're uh, attacking exactly the same thing and the outcomes and the things for our people are exactly the same our, our process is uh, is definitely slightly different now the and other thing i want to highlight sorry i go on oh no i was just going to say and that's the lovely thing about you know because i know people say to me oh my god there's so many coaches and i don't want to be a coach it doesn't matter because everyone will resonate with the right person you see and you will have that right person that will come to you because we all have different blocks we all have a different way that we deal with that block and you know, I have people come with going, look, I just need a website built. And I go, okay, well, let's talk about what it's going to say or why is that. And they go, oh, I don't know. And then that's it's like <laughs> what is the, the, I don't know, you talk about the pain point that you come in at and that person needs to kind of resonate with that person. So that's what's lovely about that. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. Now, we're also chatting about the uh, quite impressive numbers that you've got following you through the, the various social media channels. You're out there. And you're working with a lot of those people, and you've uh, you've got a great big following through your your blog as well. So um, tell us the variety of channels that you use to communicate your message out there. Well, I do love Instagram. I'm a very visual person, and so I actually enjoy it. I do it all myself, and I really love it. And I think to anyone who's doing using social media, one thing I say is do what you love to do because its consistency is really key. So um, I love doing that and I also have uh, Facebook, which I do my Beeline interviews as well, which I'm just starting up another one. I've been doing one on the um, A Faster Future with Andrew Sloan, who's a futurist. So we've been talking each week, you know, quite a long time. We spent an hour just really him and I really indulging. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone else comes along, that's fine, but we're having a good time, she said. (laughs) It is very funny. We kind of... It's funny, we feel a little bit ahead of our time because we're talking about stuff. I'm sure people don't even know what we're talking about. But we, we, it's opening up that conversation energetically. So anyway, Facebook, definitely on there. I've got a couple of channels on Facebook, which is This Is V Society, which is really my blog. And, and I love sharing the experts that I've been um, exposed to and have worked with. There are amazing people out there. And you know, I have 70 or 80 experts that I work with and I share. So that's Mrs. V Society and then Mrs. V, which is my own personal stuff, which I talk about what I'm doing. And, you know, also sharing my insights and views that, and my learnings because, you know, that's all we do. We all learn. It doesn't matter where we are in our lives. It's about knowing that it's the uh, learning what's happening for us. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and obviously with your um, TV background as well, I just also happen to stumble across that you've got and uh, you've been producing some YouTube lives as well. So. Yes. Can you explain to those that are listening who haven't got it yet 
<laughs> why they should be across a variety of platforms. And, and I know that you produce and I've seen some brilliant videos for people. How, how really important do you see videos as the communication tool right now? Well, video is everything as far as I'm concerned and not because it's my background. I only know it because it's a really quick way of communicating. People's attention span uh, is zilch, really. So you have to grab them. And I love video because it immediately uh, allows people to get a sense of who you are and what you're talking about very quickly. So I totally believe in video. What's interesting is this balance between quality, because I, I mean, I've produced videos and ads that, you know, were half a million dollars. You know, now people put stuff out and it's a lot cheaper. And I think there is horses for courses. Um, the audience is very educated now around uh, what you're doing, so they know. So it's like if you're doing a Facebook Live thing or something that is really quick and you're newsworthy and it's here I'm out there, having a bad quality is kind of acceptable now. And so long as it's the communication of this is here, it's happening now, then they feel that's okay. If it's something that's going to sit on your site, website for a while, I think quality is needed because that shows that you respect them and you respect yourself and you're honouring that. And then on YouTube, I think you can have a mixture. Um, I certainly have different playlists. So I have work that I've done or I have an interview. Um, I think the most important thing is sound. <laughs> Sound needs to be really good. People do not tell it. Um, that's what we tell people. It is over fifty percent. And I'll yeah. jump in here. And yeah, having we we um, Pam and I actually ran Australia's first video marketing courses back in 07. And one of the things, even back then, we were telling people that the quality of the video must match the audience. So there's no sense going out and spending half a million dollars, as you would say, on a you know, a local mum audience. Yes. and you're not going to get away with doing an iPhone shot if you want to get in and do some work with CBA. Okay. Uh, I still believe, and I, this is my personal belief, and you know, I'll, I'll jump up on a soapbox on this, is you need to be uh, you're looking professional. Yes. You need to be on brand, and you need to be to the point being authentic. And I see people that are, you know, claiming to be authentic, but they're just trying to copy other people going down the, the swearing route and things like that. Which is oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. right. I'm sorry. No, they're, they're persistent, aren't they? They are. very unprofessional. My oh, God. We'll leave, we'll leave that in to let people know that we are doing this live. No, yeah, and that's we are a, definitely doing it live. Yeah, and that's a big thing that a lot of people just say, oh, it's, it's live stream, it can be rubbish. But yeah, I, not if you want to be seen as, as a professional. And the people that you work with obviously wanting to step up and I've seen the quality that you produce. But people are more forgiving because of the, the way live has brought things into, hey, it is just reality. But I don't think they'll forgive being slack because that, as you just said, disrespects the audience. Is that how you'd see it too? Yeah, absolutely. There is, you know, in a way they're forgiving, but they're more, um, they have greater expectations now. So they, they, because they understand it more now, so they have an appreciation. They expect that right modality to come in. And exactly as you say, it is the audience. Um, and it's funny because I hear people going, look at that woman who just literally just 
grabs her iPhone, she gets up there and I've forgotten her name, but she's, it's very poorly done, but she has a massive following. So this is where people go, but I don't understand. And you just have to think about the fact that her authenticity is the, is the way she is on there. It's the whole thing as a brand. She is about being rough and ready and that's her brand. Mm. If her brand is not being about rough and ready and showing that behind the scenes ugly stuff, you know, like really showing it, then it's not going to work. It's like if you look at the Kardashians, for example, that's very much behind the scenes. They have a, a formula that works and they stick to it. It is so formulated and even though it looks really natural, it's scripted absolutely down to the T. And, and perhaps, yeah, there's some stuff that they throw in, but all that is set up to execute X. So um, that's the thing I think people don't understand is what looks natural um, is not actually naturally made. <laughs> A lot of people, um, I used to have my own channel that was um, business online TV and I'd be doing interviews for people to use in their business and they didn't understand the preparation that I did to make it look off the cuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd spend yeah, 15, 20 minutes just basically making sure that I had the first 30 to 40 seconds right just to get the intro right and to get all of that right. And they just, oh, Steve, you just do it so naturally. That's because I freaking work at it. You know, as a lot of people don't realise that all the sitcoms and like that, they're all scripted and they say, well, I don't need a script. Well, yes, you do. And <laughs> the only time that you'll look scripted is when you haven't rehearsed it enough so that you're natural. Yes, that's it. Because, I mean, as a director, what I'd say to all, you know, people and the t talent, even actors, it's like when you know the script, then you can throw it out, throw it away, and then you can actually play with it. But you have to own it. It's like, you know, and you know, with it, you know, teaching people authority and in PR, you have to know, you know, your line. What's your line? Who you are? What do you do? What's your back pocket answer if someone says that? What do they say? So you know it. You can feel comfortable, and then you can play around it. But if you don't know that about yourself, then that's where it, you know, comes apart. Yeah, and that, and you'd be working with your people too, and, and so I work with my people when they say, you know, what do you say here, what do you say there, and I'll just rattle it off because I've said mine and who I am, what I do thousands of times, and I've, yeah. if I'm about to change, I'll change and I'll change and I'll do that thousands of times just to make sure that if anybody throws something at me, I'm totally prepared. But most people don't get that. They just think, you know, who are you and what do you do? And they won't have spent the time to get the clarity and to rehearse it so that when somebody says that they can actually say it with meaning and passion, not thinking, oh, I think I do this. And yeah. that's where they really do fall apart because they just don't do the work. Yeah, you've got to do that. Because the thing is about when you're on camera as well, as you know, it's, it is, it's like because I have a lot of non-actors on camera and I say to them, it's like you're in therapy. Like, welcome to therapy. You know, how uncomfortable do you feel right now? They're like, really uncomfortable. You know, and then that's the thing about it is that unless you actually have some confidence and understand who you are, when you're thrown in front of the camera, that just shows up, you know. So it's, and it's just practice. It's practice, it's practice. That's what's the main thing. Because, I mean, as I said to you, when I went from being behind the scenes as a director, because I'd be like this, I'm going, oh, here's my, you know, like I'd watch myself <laughs> oh, my God, I look like I'm nothing because directing it was always about the other person. So when I sat 
next to someone and interviewed them in camera, it was so difficult for me to actually be as important as the other person, only from the sense of energetically matching and kind of owning who I was in that space. And that's taken five years, you know. Yeah. Well, we went through the transition with Pam and she openly says this, that she, we were doing video marketing, she hated getting in front of the camera because mm-hmm. she at that stage thought, well, I've got to be this professional presenter like the Weather Girl and all those sorts of things. And we actually hosted our own channel yeah. or social marketing channel. And we did a side-by-side interview each other, banter, what are the latest tips on social media that's going on, which was many years ago now. And we bantered and we had a lot of fun. And then she realised, you know what, I could just be myself and people like me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and once that light bulb went on, it was like, well, hell, how do I get the camera now? Because she's always in front of it. It was just that <laughs> I can just be me. I can just be more of me and people like me. Yeah. Instead of trying to be somebody else. And that's a, a thing that we coach people through as well is who is you? What's your avatar in front of the camera going to be? And how can we just be more of you? It's funny, I did an um, interview on Channel 7 on bullying. I was brought in when I was, my brand was personal development, you know, expert. It was funny because Larry goes, what is that actually? And I said, good question, Larry. Very good question. What it is is someone who's done a lot of personal development, he went, oh, okay. It was a very funny moment. Anyway, so when I got on, on the interview, and it's so disarming because when you're, for anyone who's gone onto TV, you're plonked there, no one tells you anything. No one tells you anything. You're waiting to go on. You literally sit there. And then I was sitting in the seat and they're literally like this, don't I talk to you or do anything. So no one tells you where to look. And I mean, luckily, because even though I'd been on TV and camera behind it, it was very different being in front of it. So I was very official. I spoke well. I had the tips to bullying. It was really good. And, yeah, it was good. So when you watch it, you go, yeah, she speaks well. But I wasn't myself. <laughs> I wasn't myself. And that's the, that's the balance. You know, it would be very different now when I get on is, is that I found this place that being me and if I muck up, it doesn't matter because I have a confidence that allows me to kind of muck up in an authentic way you know it's like it's a different feeling so that was a great lesson for me that one yeah well it's one tip let's let's have a quick chat about before we wrap it up because people will want to know how they can connect with you one of the things that um people do have to realize that yes you've got to be on you've got to be you but guess what you're not going to keep everybody happy and if your personality is something that somebody doesn't like and you then you just have to accept that, but you just have to be you and not try and please everybody. Just and it was spurred on by what you just said. Then I was trying to be the professional person that yes, you know, and but get back to being you. Yeah. And those people that they it does please, they're the people you really do want to connect with and work with anyway. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I love that. Thank you. That's very good. <laughs> Fantastic. So how do people find you and connect with you and uh, find out about all the uh, Mrs. V programs? Well, if you go to mrsv.com.au is the best way to ensure that you get to the right spot because on the menu I've got, you know, my social links and also I'm actually about to launch Seven Weeks to Build Your Business, which is an online course to do in seven weeks. So I'm just getting that ready to be finished. So you'll find that as well by the time I think this is out. It will be great. I'll see yep. starting 
early November. So Fantastic. sign up and I'll let you know when it's happening. Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been a little bit of a different slant than we normally have, but I tell you what, it's been uh, interesting chatting to another uh, TV slash video person. Yes, yes, absolutely. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Really oh, good. you're most welcome, and thank you so much. Okay, we're going to have another fantastic interview again for you guys real soon. If you love this one, make sure you do subscribe and share and come and visit us at the Entrepreneur's Locker Room Facebook group. We've got lots of great stuff happening over there. See you real soon. Cheers. Well, that's full time on this episode, but don't forget to subscribe, rate, and we'd love you to leave a comment. Head over to the Facebook group, The Entrepreneur's Locker Room, where there'll be some great bonus content to help you step up and play a bigger game.